Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Today's briefing is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control needed to make smart decisions and grow with confidence. Save time and money and gain agility and scale by managing your company's finances in one place in real time from your desktop or phone. Start today. Right now, NetSuite is offering valuable insights with a free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, at netsuite.com slash wired. Get your free guide at netsuite.com slash wired. Russia is learning how to bypass Facebook's disinfo defenses. Social media platforms have stepped up the fight against Russia's Internet Research Agency, but the IRA is evolving too. By Lily Hay Newman. Since Russia's stunning influence operations during the 2016 United States presidential race, state and federal officials, researchers, and tech companies have been on high alert for a repeat performance. With the 2020 election now just seven months away, though, newly surfaced social media posts indicate that Russia's Internet Research Agency is adapting its methods to circumvent those defenses. In September, University of Wisconsin researcher Young Mi Kim started analyzing posts on Facebook and Instagram from 32 accounts connected to the IRA. Within weeks, Facebook announced page, group, and account takedowns related to Iranian and Russian disinformation efforts in October. And accompanying research from the social media analysis firm Graphica corroborated that 31 of the 32 accounts Kim had been observing were Russia-linked. But Kim's findings, detailed for the first time today, reveal additional details about how the IRA has evolved its tactics and how it may be continuing to do so. Despite the increased transparency measures by top platforms, it looks like the Russians are taking advantage of loopholes to try and circumvent the tech platform's defenses, Kim told Wired. They've improved their mimicry behaviors, and because of their evolving tactics, it's increasingly more difficult to detect these foreign actors. So I think we should be very wary of that. Ahead of the 2016 election, the IRA built up pages with massive followings that often invented personas or grassroots organizations, complete with logos and other marketing material. As digital platforms began scanning for international indicators of what Facebook calls coordinated inauthentic behavior, though, the IRA seems to have changed gears. The posts Kim analyzed in September were more focused on impersonating real domestic U.S. organizations or claiming a connection to them. 
seemingly to borrow legitimacy and hide in plain sight. One post from a racially charged Instagram account called Iowa.Patriot posted an anti-Elizabeth Warren meme in August that said, If white privilege existed, why did Elizabeth Warren have to spend decades lying about her ethnicity to get ahead? Beneath the words was a banner logo taken from a U.S. advocacy group. Kim redacted references to real people and organizations. In July, the same account also posted a map of the U.S. made of bacon titled Sharia Free Zone. The accounts Kim looked at mainly targeted battleground states like Arizona, Florida, Michigan, Ohio, and Wisconsin. The IRA focused most of its content on the same divisive issues as in 2016, like racial identity, anti-immigrant and anti-Muslim sentiment, nationalism, patriotism, religious topics, and gun rights. And similar to 2016, Kim noticed campaigns promoting a range of ideological views— but she also saw evolutions to stay current, like an increase in tailored feminist and anti-feminist content. For example, an Instagram account called feminist underscore agenda underscore posted an illustration in September depicting disembodied hands with different skin tones giving the middle finger under the words, if your feminism doesn't include queer, black, poor, disabled, trans, and Muslim women, it's not feminism. Hashtag Women's March. Kim noticed another pivot on commerce pages. In 2016, the IRA set up some accounts that claimed to sell items like T-shirts emblazoned with political lines and slogans. But in September, she instead saw evidence of Russia-owned commerce pages hawking benign, neutral items. Instead of directly conducting influence operations through merchandise, the IRA seemed to be using the commerce pages as a way to legitimize and promote their other accounts and posts. Facebook's October takedown initiative indicates that even as the IRA evolves its tactics, the platform can still eventually spot many of its nefarious campaigns. And the company said in October that the most novel thing about the network it took down was an expanded effort to conceal Russian links to the accounts themselves. But Facebook also acknowledged in July 2018 the challenges it faces staying ahead of the curve. We're glad to see researchers doing further analysis on our past takedowns, a Facebook company spokesperson said in a statement. Last October, we removed this Russia-linked network, which appeared to be in its early stages, using tactics we've observed before. We will keep evolving our defenses and denouncing these foreign influence campaigns as we did more than 50 times last year. As good as the IRA has gotten at avoiding detection, those same steps make it harder for its accounts to stand out and gain followers. Ben Nimmo, director of investigations at Graphica, notes that by making their posts and personas more generic and homespun for the U.S. audience, Russian trolls have limited their own reach. What would always give them away was bad English, Nimmo says. So what we saw in October was they started copy-pasting an awful lot of their content from online sources or blogs or Wikipedia. On Instagram, a lot of what they were posting were things like screenshots of tweets from real Americans to blend in. But the big difference was, before, they had real personalities. They were snarky. They were really good at the internet. When you're copying someone else, there's no personality. They created generic, flat personalities, so almost all of the accounts had a much lower following. Nimmo also echoes Facebook's point that part of the IRA's effort to be more inconspicuous involved operational security improvements, like connecting accounts to VOIP phone numbers, routing payments through the U.S., and masking the origin of web traffic. 
Neither Kim nor Nimmo would speculate about what the IRA has been up to since October. Both say that the agency's influence operations are likely ongoing in some capacity, given past precedent and comments from U.S. officials. But Nimmo points out that the October takedowns likely set the IRA back. If you have a bunch of assets that have been disrupted, the first thing you have to do is rebuild an audience. They have to grow their audience slowly enough that they don't get noticed, but quickly enough that they have it in place in advance of Election Day, he says. The logical thing for them to do would be to try to work out how they got caught and try and work out what they can do differently. U.S. officials see foreign meddling as an active threat leading up to Election Day and have warned both Congress and the public repeatedly about the risk. But when it came to Super Tuesday, at least, the Department of Homeland Security said this week that it did not see a significant surge in election-related disinformation across digital platforms. Kim cautions, though, that more sophisticated tactics could still be slipping past social media platforms' defenses every day. We have to think about the general approach the tech platforms are taking right now, she says. They're basically fighting against foreign actors, but when the line between foreign and domestic is blurred, it's really difficult to enforce that rule. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.